It all started when I went on a stargazing experience two years ago to bid farewell to what felt like a heavy decade of experiences. The thoughts that were rushing in my mind were built on the idea of genetic anatomy of the human being and its resemblance to the universe. Upon my meditations later, I learned the term sympathia, a stoic philosophy that Marcus Aurelius wrote in his book Meditations, and I quote, meditate often on the interconnectedness and mutual interdependence of all things in the universe. For in a sense, all things are mutually woven together and therefore have an affinity for each other. For one thing follows after another according to their tension of movement, their sympathetic stirrings, and the unity of all substance. Although the drive was spiritual and kind of a dull whole realm, I wanted to get down to basics scientifically. So I was thrilled to know Omani startup opened its doors to the Arab world in the field of genetics. I was one of the early adopters when Shefra launched in 2020. So for this episode of Know Thyself, I invited the co-founder of Shefra over for a conversation on genetics. It's always difficult for me to explain who I am. <laughs> this is Mariel Hinai. Um, I have a background in genetics. Um, I've studied genetics for my bachelor's, for my master's, and I currently work as a genetic counselor under training at the National Genetic Center. Basically, as part of my job, I explain to people how their DNA impacts their health and their family's health. I'm interested in science in general. I'm interested in writing. She's an amazing scientist, as you can tell, but she doesn't like to be called that. What we agreed on was a scientific storyteller, among other things. I like being a scientific storyteller. I like the idea of a scientific storyteller. It's me, basically. So I asked Maria to take me through what Shefra is and how did the brand name come about? So Shafra is an at-home genetic testing company. And what we do is that we want to make um, genetic testing accessible to people in the region. The way you get a genetic test is usually related to diseases, wanting to know if you have a, if you're a carrier to a certain disease or if you're likely to develop certain diseases. And you do that in the hospital. We wanted to introduce genetic testing to people in a way that is not disease-related. I think it's one of those things I'm most excited about, the name. I came up with it while driving. I came up with the name before actually wanting to do. Like, I remember when I came up with the name, I was like, if I ever open a lab or something, I'm going to use the name. So the name comes from Shafra, is the word for code, the DNA code or the DNA sequence. Mm. So that's where the name comes from. And I didn't want something that, like DNA or... Mm. straight up name that's directly associated yeah but i wanted something that would still be understood if someone hears it i wanted it to be arabic because we we are targeting arabs for shafra the thing is because shafra could also mean blade so we get that <laughs> asked we do also get people telling us they're excited about the name because they made the link so it's nice I really enjoy writing stories in general, and I really, really love biology and genetics. The thing I always hear from people is that it's too complex. I know probably because I've studied it for too long that I know the details so much. Breaking down the stories and like breaking it down in a stories format always makes it more interesting. And it's an easy way for people to digest something very complex. Now, as part of my job, 
I basically have to explain that. I have to explain how genetics, which is something very complex and probably not everyone knows about. And I have to break it down in a way where they understand how that is impacting them. Let's take a step back and understand the process to get your genetic results done from home. It's meant to be a simple process. So you order your kit on our website. Um, we deliver the kit to your house with instructions on how to take your how to collect your sample. The steps would include something like um, not eating for 30 minutes before collecting your sample. We take a saliva sample, so you have a certain tube that comes with your kit and you spit in it. You request for a pickup of that sample. We come and pick it up and we send it to our accredited labs. Uh, they do the sequencing from the sample and they send to us the raw data. Chefra's team basically analyzes the raw data and gives you your results on the website. It usually takes around six to eight weeks for the results to appear on your account on the website. We are currently using a type of test that looks at around 750,000 points in your DNA. And these are certain locations. So it's not the entire DNA, entire genome, but like certain parts of it that covers 750,000 points. How do we come up with the results is that from these 750,000 points, we have researchers all over the world that are looking at certain associations between certain changes in your DNA and what they impact. So this is where Reyes' uh, work comes in. Dr. Reyes Meskeri is her co-founder and chief scientific officer of Shefra. And basically she goes through research paper and published articles where there has been scientific evidence proven to be associated with certain places in your DNA. But before we started recording, we were talking about the caffeine, for example, yeah. caffeine uh, metabolism. So a certain change could mean that you're a faster metabolizer of caffeine, so your body gets rid of caffeine quickly. Yeah. Or it can be a slower process. And based on what your genetic says about it, we link it to those changes. The idea is that we will be adding more to your report as we go on. And the idea is that um, genetics is a very fast expanding field and new things are coming up every day. And we want people to have a feel of these changes that are happening. And part of how we show that is through the results. So over time, there will be different reports added into it. There are any updates in the current um, reports you have, they'll be updated. Or we can add even more traits or different types of results into what, so more than what you currently have. At some point, we also want to get, as I said, into diagnostics. So diseases, um, if a person is a carrier to a certain disease or mm. how that would affect their health. But we still didn't start working on that part yet. But why we actually started by choosing the current type of results is that when we were doing our market research, and we started talking to different people about what kind of things they'd want to see from a genetic test. Mm. This was the kind of information they wanted to know. Mm. And it's probably because it's easier to understand. Um, it's less scary than diseases. So a lot of the comments we got was that if it was related to diseases, they'd want to do it in a hospital and rather than ordering it online. So we thought maybe this is a nice way of starting up and building trust, and then mm. we see how we can move on to other tests. 
As I was going through my results on Shepra, there was a disclaimer on the website that reads, Science suggests that genetics, environment, and lifestyle play a role in the reported insights. This report does not diagnose any health conditions or provide medical advice. Consult a healthcare professional before making any major changes in your lifestyle or if you have any other concerns about your results. Here's what she had to say on the factors of health. One of the things we need to know is that there isn't one test result, one type of test that could tell you everything about your health. When we come to genetic testing, we're just giving you a snapshot or think of it like a piece of a puzzle when it comes to everything related to your health. Generally, um, your health would be affected by multiple factors. So it's not just your DNA or not just your genetics. Your environment plays a role and your lifestyle plays a role as well. So the type of results that we give, for example, let's go with vitamin C absorption. You could be genetically less likely to absorb vitamin C like normal people should, but your lifestyle could be that you have high vitamin C consumption, so you would be fine. So it's important for us to clarify that this result, this type of reports has a limitation. It's not looking at everything. It's just, yeah. yeah it's not we're, a holistic exactly. Yeah, review. Yeah. So it only looks at one part of it. Mm. And that's also something that we want to work on in the future. Are we able to, for example, offer additional services that could give you this holistic um, mm. experience? Because we have to be clear and honest to our clients that this is not everything. Mm. There are other things to look into as well. Yeah. And... I actually tried doing it that the reason why vitamin C is stuck in my head is because I know I have a lower vitamin C absorption. Mm. I went and got vitamins test done. I did have lower vitamin C levels. And it's something that I'm currently trying to work on to add into my diet. Mm. But then again, the reason why we say don't make any major changes is because we know that our result just looks at a certain, yeah, one side of it. Mm. So it's better off to do the required test that confirms what your current levels are before making any major changes. Nature versus nurture, I think it's a mix of both. I think genetics generally would always play a role in your health. And it could be a biased comment because I did study genetics, but I really think it's the basis of everything, how our bodies function. The way your environment and your lifestyle plays a role would probably show. And even with the way scientific research is done, you could see like, for example, the way they know if it's just a genetic, purely genetic contribution or the environment actually plays a role is by doing twin studies. So they get identical twins and they Mm. do the experiment how genetics plays a role in certain aspects of our life. And it's never 100%. And just shows you that environment and lifestyle would always play a role. So far, I know we haven't talked much about real-life examples. So here are examples on lactose intolerance, deodorant since we're about to get roasted in summer, and personality traits. The thing is with lactose intolerance, what I understood is that we're all meant to be lactose intolerant at some point. Really? We are supposed to have milk for the first few years of your life and then you lose that, the ability to break down Mm. the sugars from milk. Yeah. Which is lactose basically. Yeah. Um, But some people would have a genetic change that makes them 
able to still digest lactose in a normal way, but it's not the normal thing. So the mm. normal thing is not to be lactose tolerant. tolerant. Actually, an interesting one. So they Why? say that East Asians are less likely to have body smell. Like the idea of using deodorants are not that common. What I understood is they have less. So based on the research, they're less likely. It's, that's the thing with genetic research is done on certain populations and with Arabs we're not well studied yeah. so we're basically our current Shafra results are based on international publications and everything mm. but the idea is with reanalyzing over time is that we want to see if there are certain patterns in the data from our region mm. and that way we could at least say that when it comes to this trait for example based on our Shafra de- database, they are more likely to be a certain way when they have a certain genetic change. Mm, okay. But the majority of the data being used in research is from Caucasian populations or mm. white yeah. people or white ancestry. But um, there is a movement towards inclusivity of different populations and research. So it is a topic that's being discussed in the scientific community on how to add more diversity, diversity into mm. that. Okay. research more and more like research showing that especially with personality traits mm. um genetics plays a small role in it but the environment also plays a role it shows like around like i can see it around me like you said like you could see it in your surroundings and the way you deal with with certain things so sometimes like i would really not want to try something new and it feels to me like it it's like a really like Thing, something inside of me just doesn't want to do it and yeah. then you just you try to power through and still like push yourself to change mm. and the more you do it the more you're comfortable the first time i heard of shafra i was really excited and curious to know about myself in a new way here's maria's observation on why many people joined and what she's curious about majority i've noticed for example is that they've done the test out of curiosity they wanted to see what the results mm-hmm. would say and even though when we marketed it at the beginning it was marketed as uh, something to help you make lifestyle changes but we've noticed that people were just interested to see what kind of results they'll get i haven't seen someone who made big changes one of the clients that we've asked his feedback on he mentioned something about um getting tendon injuries when he does things like crossfit to him he was like okay that makes sense i probably shouldn't be very aggressive when doing my exercise how long has he tried it out i'm not sure at the end how long have we given the results i think we've it's less than a year since we give people the results so it's interesting to go back and see if they did any lifestyle changes want to see someone whose results actually match the way they currently are and they're happy with it like they're not actively trying to change it on that interesting note i wonder if any of what was shared in this episode made you curious to discover what your genetics say about you if you're interested to discover shafra check the website and the social media in the show notes this has been your host maria ocean created for the Gola project. But before we close, remember when Maria mentioned her love for writing earlier on? I asked her to narrate one of her beautiful pieces she wrote for her sister to close the show with. And she graciously agreed. I don't remember when it started exactly, but I realized that 
writing letters was something I actually enjoy. And I decided to start writing these letters to my sister every birthday. But this, this letter I actually wrote on her birthday. And it says something like, Dear Sestra, since I'm almost 30 and you're 32, I think we owe it to the mature side in us to get a letter for a change. Let's leave our half-lives for the half-birthdays. I now see things clearer, so trust me when I say this. I think I'm somehow stuck in the mirror you broke in your flat in Newcastle, or the mirror I broke in my flat in Leeds, whichever it was. Either way, I'm your mirror just like I'm your cane. So listen up. Despite it all, the years in the hellhole, and the missed opportunities, you're a better fit for this. Whatever you thought were traits I had were actually a reflection of the ones you had. I believe without you realizing, you shaped yourself with your weird mind shenanigans. Thinking you were shaping me for a version you might have been in different circumstances. And it might have worked for a while, but you're built of magic, baby. Sorry the maturity is seeping between the lines after all, I'm only almost 30. Let's admit you have it all. Wit, strength, empathy and drive. Trust me, you're self-driven. You drove up and down the mountain, damn it. Since I'm almost 30 and you're 32, be my mirror, my cane and shield. I dare you to read it without singing it. Because solidarity, Aya. Happy 32.